This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I will be your host today, Mason, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Josh and Dan versus Benchwarmer Eric and newcomer Adrian Dater. So welcome to the bench, Adrian. Go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Adrian Dater here, uh, coming to you live from Edmonton, where I'm uh, serving a two-week quarantine before covering the NHL playoffs for Colorado Hockey Now, the website I started about a year ago, covering the Avalanche. And uh, before that, I served about 25 years at Denver Post, some time at Bleacher Report, Sports Illustrated, uh, and uh, various other places. Uh, and uh, now doing my own thing. So good to be here. Thanks for coming. Adrian, Eric, what is your team name for today? So um, I'm a huge Avalanche fan, which I probably have mentioned a hundred times since we started this podcast. Um, he covers the Avalanche. So my favorite mustache in the history of hockey belongs to Ben Gite. So our team name today is going to be <laughs> Ben Gite's Mustache Tonic. Probably going to shorten that. But, uh, <laughs> sounds good to me. And you're going to change the name to Lanny McDonald, right? Because nope, this is never. actually the best mustache. <laughs> I'm very biased. And, and wrong. Very wrong also. All right. And uh, Josh and Dan, anything you got to say uh, before we get started? And then go ahead and tell us your team name after that. I'm doing just great tonight. Um, I got nothing else to say. I've already, I've already weighed out on Lanny McDonald. That's, that's more than enough, right? Fair enough. Mason doesn't know who Lanny McDonald is, okay? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I really think we should stop the recording and he can go look him up and look at that fabulous mustache of his. I once rode in a limo with Lanny McDonald, believe it or not, in Toronto. True story. Now, now I'm even I'm jealous. <laughs> True story. With uh, Peter Stastny. Oh, even more jealous now. All right, thank you. <laughs> Headed for a taping of uh, TSN's Off the Record with Michael Landisberg. That was, I don't know, 20 years ago, something like that. So, yeah. Excellent. His mustache looks very, uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dan's Dan's in my team name uh, does also have a uh, hockey theme to it as well. Uh, Dan's already like huffing and puffing probably just about the fact that Norm Green sucks. Norm Green sucks. <laughs> Minnesota fans here, I take it. They're a little bitter. <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah. How would you feel if someone moved your team away? They moved my team and it benefited me because I didn't really like the Nordiques until they went to Colorado. Because <laughs> they didn't have Patrick Wally either. So, I mean, it, it all worked out in the end. All right. Well, welcome to the bench, gentlemen. So now, on to the rules. We'll be starting off with the tailgate round to warm up our teams, and this will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. Styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I'll explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains. To be honored like the true bench warmers they are. So we will get started with our tailgate round, which is three warmer questions worth 10 points each. And all of them will be about mascots. Question number one. What NHL team's mascot is Al the Octopus, an homage to a tradition that has occurred at their game since 1952? I know that. You want to check in? Yeah. All right, we'll check in. 
I'll check in here. So Ben Gite's mustache tonic is checked in. Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. Well, Josh, my uh, my wife is from Michigan and has a lifelong love of the Red Wings, and I would be uh, kicked out of the house if I didn't get this one. So, if I, I are you with me with it's uh, the Detroit Red Wing Red Wings? Yeah, I, I wrote Detroit. You wrote Red Wings. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good there. So yeah, we'll check in with the Detroit Red Wings. So Norm Green ch- sucks. Checks in with the Red Wings and Ben Gitay's mustache tonic. What'd you check in with? Go ahead, Adrian. We also check in with the Detroit Red Wings. I have actually, I've actually held one of those octopuses in my hand once, so uh, it's gross. But yeah, <laughs> both teams are getting points. That is the correct answer. Yeah, I can imagine it would be not a pleasant thing, especially to hurl it. It's better that than the rats, though, right? They're fascinating creatures, but man, are they just really ugly and slippery and slimy? Uh, yeah, but great creatures. They can get out of anything. So yeah. Uh, that was actually started. You know where the first, why the first, uh, why it was done? The octopus, first of all. Why? Bonus question, maybe? It's called a trivia nugget. Go ahead. An octopus has eight legs, and that's what it used to take to win the Stanley Cup back in the original six days was eight victories. So the octopus was really in honor of the eight legs that it had for one leg for each victory. That's how it all started. That's really cool. That is that is awesome. I never knew that. <laughs> yes, sir. See, I don't even have to write my own flavor text anymore. <laughs> All right, both teams getting that right. We'll move on to question number two. What MLB mascot, according to his official biography, was born in the Galapagos Islands and has been infamously tackled by Tommy Lasorda and Lonnie Smith? I'll check in. So Ben Gite's mustache tonic is checked in. And uh, Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. Oh, we both sent the same thing to each other. Granted, they both had question marks after it. Um, should we go with that, uh, Dan? I want to say I remember Lasorda tackling him. I, I, that's as soon as he said Tommy Lasorda. That's where the Philly fanatic jumped in my head. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with we'll go with we'll check in with that then. Yes, we'll check in with the Philly fanatic. Norm Green sucks. Checking in with the Philly fanatic and uh, Ben Gitay's mustache tonic. Your answer. So, Adrian, you kind of checked in before we talked about it. Um, yeah, I know. I, uh, that, apologies for that. Uh, no, that's fine. I will learn that rule real quick. Uh, <laughs> catching up on the chat here real quick. Uh, boy, you know what? I think, uh, I, think, I think it is the fanatic. So, I, I think that is right. All right, we're, we're going to check in with the Philly fanatic. All right, also checking in with the Philly fanatic and uh, – both teams are getting points. The correct answer is the Philly Fanatic. Um, so it's famously known for driving an ATV around and um, apparently has a mother, a cousin, and a girlfriend. But according to Wikipedia, his father has never been identified. Um, so I don't, don't know what his name is. Um, but the mother's name is Phoebe. Cousin is Fred with a PH. And his girlfriend's name Fiona with a PH mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Last question at tailgate. Question three. What Indiana Pacers mascot, who was inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame in 2020, shares his name with a derisive term for older people that became popular in 2019? Yeah, that's right, Josh. We can check that in. All right, we'll check in. Norm Marine Sucks checks in. No, I, I put Cougar, but Boomers, that's definitely better. Yeah. All right, so I think that's it. Yep, let's check in with Boomer. Okay. 
Ben Gitche's mustache tonic is checked in with Boomer and Norm Green sucks. Your answer? I, I, I wasn't sure about it until you went with the popular in 2019. So we also went with Boomer. So you also checked in with Boomer. And once again, both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Boomer. Uh, so I found out that there was a mascot Hall of Fame because I didn't know that was a thing. Um, but it was started by Dave Raymond, who was the original Philly fanatic. Um, so kind of a connection to the last question. I drove right by the mascot Hall of Fame a week ago. Where is that? But it's closed. It's, it's somewhere in northern Indiana between, uh, between Chicago and Lafayette. Yeah. Like in the middle of nowhere. I know that. Gritty's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, by the way. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet. Yeah, I think Boomer was in like the first or second class that they had back in like the mid-2000s somewhere. Hometown bias. Mm-hmm. Probably so. It's just a cat. It does make sense. All right, and heading into the first quarter, we have both teams knotted up at 30 points. So we will see if we can break that tie in the first quarter. And today's first quarter will be the Dean's List. This quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items where the teams will go back and forth guessing the items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in the list, the other team can attempt to finish the list out. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. So we'll proceed with list number one, which is schools that have won a BCS national championship as currently recognized by the BCS. Oh, boy. You hit on my weakness. <laughs> College sports. And uh, we'll go ahead and get started. I was planning on going with the guests first. So um, Ben Gite's mustache, Sean, you go ahead and give us your first guess. So you just want the most BCS national championship? No, or? I'm talking about schools that have won a BCS national championship as currently recognized by the BCS. So there are only 10 schools that have okay. won a BCS national championship as currently recognized by the BCS. Hmm. Well, I know one. So let's just—I mean, might as well just go with the obvious one and go Alabama here. So we'll 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 kick it off with Alabama. I'm checking in with Alabama, and they have won three of them, so that is correct for ten points. So we'll move on to Norm Green sucks. All right, we'll 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 check in with LSU. All right, checking in with LSU, and that is a correct answer for ten points. They have won two of them, 2003 and 2007. And back to Ben Gitay's mustache tonic. So if you're comfortable with any of those I sent you? Yep, I am. So I'll just pick one off the list. Um, let's go with uh, checking in with USC. Checking in with USC. And unfortunately, that is an incorrect answer um, because their championship is vacated oh. and thus not recognized. So that's why I added that caveat. Oh, uh, that's all right. Um, I can't, we can't. We get one mulligan, right? So yeah. Do you want to use it? I I'm pretty sure I can do this whole list, but I totally didn't even think of the fact that they had to vacate that. Unfortunately, I stopped watching college football when uh, when I moved away from New Hampshire and Dartmouth College football games in the '70s. So <laughs> not a great. This is not my topic. If you're okay with me using the mulligan here, I, I think we should use it. Okay, I'm okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna use the mulligan, um, and. I'm going to go with Florida. Ben Gide's mustache tonic is checking in with Florida, and that is a correct answer for 10 points. Nice. Back to Norm Green sucks. Oh, I, I know for a fact that uh, the last list that I sent, the number one on there, 
I'm, I'm, I know for a fact they won. Okay. I remember that one very well. So go with it. Okay. We're going to check in with Texas. Checking in with Texas. And that is correct. They have won one. So that's correct for 10 points. And back to Ben Gite's mustache tonic. All right, Adrian, I think we uh, go with uh, Cam Newton's Auburn Tigers here. Mm, yeah. Unless they vacated, but I can't remember. Great Patriot now, too. Yeah. That's my team, by the way. I'm from New England. I'm from Buffalo. Most people don't like them here, but I'm, I love them, so that's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> we're we're going to check in with uh, Auburn. All right, checking in with Auburn. That is also another correct answer for 10 points. And so now we go back to Norm Green sucks. The other two I said on that list, I'm almost positive on them. Off your list of four there, the second one? Yeah, yeah. The one that I refuse to say the first part? I'll say it then. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to answer this the way it should be answered. You want to answer it so I won't add the uh, superfluous the at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. We're going to go with Ohio State University. Checking in with Ohio State University, and that is correct. Not the Ohio State, goodness. I have written down Ohio State, so that's what I am accepting. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> For 10 points. Back to Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Adrian, I'm pretty sure that one I just sent you, yeah. We're good with that. Yeah, uh, sounds right. All right, so we're going to check in with uh, the Florida State Seminoles. Another superfluous the, um, but that is correct. For 10 points. They actually won two BCS championships. Eric, I'm glad you said that one because I was waffling on that one. I think they won like the last technically BCS championship before the, the playoffs started. All right, Josh, I'm going to lock in the, the next one there then. Yep. Yeah. Go with that one. We'll check in with Miami, Florida, not Ohio, Florida. All right. Checking in with Miami of Florida. And uh, that is a correct answer for 10 points. All right. Back to Ben Gite and his mustache tonic. Adrian, I'm 100% sure on that one. Well, that sounds good to me, man. All right. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to check in with uh, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> yes, Oklahoma is correct for 10 points. Goodness. This whole episode is going to have a bunch of Ds in the front of everything. Every answer I'm giving you now. <laughs> I can edit those out. Don't worry. No, come on. <laughs> I appreciate a whistle. it. Put a whistle over it, Josh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that one because uh, – the only other one that I was positive on was the first winner, and that's uh, Tennessee. All right, so you're checking in with Tennessee. University of Tennessee. Yes, the Tennessee Volunteers is the last remaining answer on the list for 10 points. Wow. Who was the quarterback of that Tennessee team? Was that T. Martin? Yes. All right, that's right. All right. In the what, 2000 NFL draft? That's correct. You know, Eric, I love it every time you just say, that is correct. Say <laughs> it in just about every episode. Listen, if people are giving me correct statements, I have to... Acknowledge it? Yes. All right. He's the holder of the truth. He's the one that decides whether it's right or wrong. Not me. I don't have any control over that either, apparently. What do you think? This is your game? Come on now. <laughs> With that, we will move on to list number two. Um, and this list is to name the top 10 NHL career leaders in games played. There we go. This time we will start with Norm Green sucks. Yeah, well, let's check that one in. I'm, yeah, we'll check in uh, Gordy Howe. Norm Green sucks checks in with Gordy Howe, who is number one on that list with 1,767. Not including his WHA days. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, so back to Bengite's mustache tonic. Adrian, I say we go with uh, number two on the list. So the first, the second the one you sent me after Gordy Howe, go ahead with that. Yep, let's do that. Want me to say it? Yeah, please. Uh, we're going to check in with Mark Messier. And Mark Messier is number two on the list. That's correct. Or 10 points. Back to Norm Green sucks. All right, so we'll uh, we'll check in with Yarmir Yager. Just checking in with Yarmir Yager, and you guys are going right down the list because he is number three. Back to Bengite. Uh, we're going to check in with uh, Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios is number seven on the list, so that's correct. Four ten points. Norm Green sucks. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to check in with uh, Joe Thornton. And checking in with Joe Thornton, and he is number nine on the list, 1,636. Oh. Uh, so back to Ben, ben Gite. Okay, Eric, let's go with what you say. All right. Um, so our next one's going to be uh, Ron Francis. Dang it. Ron Francis is number four on the list. That's correct. Four, ten points. Oh, nice. Norm Green. All right. We'll go with uh, Scott Stevens. So you're checking in with Scott Stevens, and he is number 10 on the list. That's correct. Four, ten points. Back to Ben Gite. Okay, we're going to check in with... Mark Recchi. And Mark Recchi is number six on the list. Woo! It's 10 points. And back to Norm Green. So we still have number five and number eight? That's correct. I'm, I'm impressed we made it this far, but we're up against two hockey guys, so. <laughs> um, oh, oh. Um, all right. We'll check in with uh, Dave Anderchuk. Dave Anderchuk is number eight on the list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Apparently, I was on your guys' list as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was. We, we sent to our, each other at the same time. He played forever. Uh, <laughs> I covered him as a player. We're living on borrowed time, Josh. All right. Well, there's one left. I think your guy is good, Eric. All right. Um, he's, still, he's still playing, right? Is he going to be in this? I mean, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, he is playing. With Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go with the ageless wonder, uh, Patrick Marlowe. The ageless wonder, Patrick Marlowe, is the last remaining answer on the Wow. Unbelievable. Well done, gentlemen. That is well done. Where was Ray Bork? 12. Ah, 12. Oh, yeah, I was. I knew, I knew he was close. I thought I was had him, but yeah, Eric stirred me right. How about... Uh, Jerome McGinley, he's got to be up there, too. 14. 14, yeah. wow. So Larry Murphy, Ray Bork, Nicholas Lindstrom, Jerome uh, McGinley, Zidane Chara, or however you pronounce that. I don't Chara, know. yeah, Chara was but, somebody else. Yeah, thinking those are the next five. Our, uh, our favorite player, uh, um, Brendan Shanahan, a storm, has got to be 19. close to the top of this list, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, seeing as we've cleared two lists, we have one more to go, so... Your final list, um, and we'll be starting with Ben Gite's mustache tonic, uh, is to name the top 10 home run leaders in Marlins history. Jeez. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we pass? <laughs> you said Marlins, correct? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I said. Wait, so all with the Marlins or just played for the Marlins? Hit as a member of the Marlins. Ah, that's not going to help me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on this one. Baseball is my weakest area, <laughs> and even more so Marlins baseball. Okay, um, we're gonna go uh, check in with uh, Gary Sheffield. 
checking in with Gary Sheffield, Sheffield, and he is number seven on the list with 122. I'm hoping they say a name that kind of unlocks my Marlins players because right now I don't have many in my head. Other than Dontrell Willis. You want me to sing? No, don't <laughs> sing, Dan. Not yet. You couldn't pick much much more of a team that I've paid like next to no interest in since they've been in existence. Um, I'm positive on who number one is. I, I, I think we should just take that person off the board immediately. Do it. Like uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Check that in. All right, checking in with Giancarlo Stanton, and he is indeed number one with 267. I'd be surprised if anybody else is over 200, honestly. Back to Bangita. All right. Um, so our next one's going to be uh, Miguel Cabrera. Checking in with Miguel Cabrera. He's number five on the list with 138. So that's correct for 10 points. And back to Norm Green sucks. Josh, as far as I can see, we've only got one more name on this list. Uh, yeah, you, you've given one more name. They, they, took, uh, they took my other one there. So, Well, I mean, we, we, have, our, uh, we have our mulligan too. So We, we do. All right, let's, let's try it out. Go for it. <laughs> We're going to check in Dan Ugla. Checking in with Dan Ugla, who is number two on the list. He's number two? That's a good one. 154. You were right. No one's over 200. Oh, man. He was the guy I was trying to think of, but I couldn't put his name. Hmm. If he's number two, then good luck with the rest of this list. <laughs> I mean, these are names that I recognized, at least. So, you know. The team's only been around since you've been alive, pretty much, right? Fair point. Okay, we're going to check in with, fingers crossed, Mike Lowell. Mike Lowell is number four on the list. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Back to Norm Green. Wow. I'm struggling to think of people who've played for the Marlins, let alone <laughs> if they hit any home runs. Well, here's the thing, is that if we can think of people who spent some time there, then... They did win a World Series, though. Yeah, they won two. Oh, that's right, two. <laughs> I knew I was wrong when I said one. I knew, yeah, right, two. They, they've, they've never lost a playoff yeah. series, God. which is insane. Um, Are we missing people who went down there, like, later in their career? Probably. Um I, th- I think our new strategy is just to think of people who we know played for them. You get that's my struggle, Dan. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we're American League guys, and they've been in the basement forever in the National League. So they've been in the basement other than their two World Series championships, pretty much. That's about it. All right, we'll uh, we'll check in with Derek Lee. Checking in with Derek Lee. He is number six on the list, 129. What do we got left or numbers on the list again? Uh, three, eight, nine, and ten. Three, eight, nine, and ten. Gotcha. They took Derek Lee from us, so let's go with our, the second one. Like I said, if Dan Ugla's number two, then he has to be on the list. Um, Hanley Ramirez. Hanley Ramirez is number three on the list. Nice. 148. Back to Norm Green sucks with the bottom three left. So we're going to check in with Pudge Rodriguez. Checking in with Pudge Rodriguez, which is incorrect. Oh, okay, apparently he didn't hit enough there. We're going to use our mulligan. All right. I've got one more name. <laughs> Pretty sure he played there. He's a home, well, kind of a home run hitter, but kind of a home run hitter in Miami is. You know, once again, you got a name. Yeah, that's true. He did play for them. Yeah. Go with it. All right. We're going to go with, uh, we're going to check in Cliff Floyd. Ooh. Cliff Floyd, number nine on the list. 110. Good one. No. Good one. <laughs> Hundred and ten. Hundred and ten. So once again, we're we're float. The last two are floating around the hundred and ten mark. 
Okay, fingers crossed. We're checking in with Jeff Conine. Jeff Conine, number eight on the list, 120. (laughs) For a list you did not feel good about. Never knew I knew anything about Florida Marlins baseball until you were actually asked about it. Yep, it comes back. All right, Norm Green sucks. You got the last remaining answer, number 10 left on the board. No, we don't. Trying to think who else played there. Um, There's a lot of guys that played there, but didn't play there long enough. Like, um, uh, what's his name with the Brewers? Um, Christian Yelich was there for a while. How long was he there for? Did he play much before? I, I don't know. I know that he was there. Go with it. I'm going to go with Christian Yelich. Norm Green Sox checking in with Christian Yelich, which is unfortunately incorrect. He is tied for 19th. With how many? Do you know? Uh, there are three people tied for 19th with 59. A really good single-season home run year gets you tied for franchise history at 19th. Yep. All right. Well, Ben Gijay's mustache tonic. There's still one answer left on the board. Oh, boy. We got one name, and that's it. So, I mean, that's 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 all I got. Go ahead with it. All right. We're going to check in with Juan Pierre. Checking in with Juan Pierre, who is unfortunately not in the top ten. So, the one remaining name that eluded all of you is Preston Wilson, um, who had four pretty good years um, between 98 and 02, um, and then left. So, he packed a lot of them in that time, and then... Preston Wilson is good. I should have had that. He's related to Mookie Wilson, isn't he? Dan, you are correct. He is the son of Mookie Wilson. I, I thought, yeah, I thought that. Um, so, yeah, the top 10 on this list are also the only 10 to hit 100 or more. <laughs> oh, um, man. So. Uh, yeah. Pierre wasn't even anywhere near the list? Uh, I don't see him in the top 47. <laughs> so uh, All right, so uh, way off. Way off. Um, but yeah, so the, the next one on the list was Marcelo Zuna. Ooh. He's an outfielder. I don't know much about him. Justin Bohr, Alex Gonzalez, Cody Ross, Charles Johnson, a bunch of random names. Marlins trivia. Awesome. Wow. Hey, you got nine out of ten. <laughs> I know. It's just like I said, it took a minute for like them to come back into my head. So after the first quarter, we have scores of Norm Green sucks with 170 and Ben Gite's mustache tonic barely in the lead with 180. So now we will proceed with quarter number two, which is pre and post game. This quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. So, for example, if I said what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith, and each question is worth 20 points. Question one, what Grizzlies point guard drafted second overall in the 2019 NBA draft has three gold gloves and a platinum glove as a member of the Chicago Cubs? All right, we're checking in. Norm Green sucks, checks in. So, Bengite and Mustache Tonic, you are free to talk it out. Okay, so we'll go with uh, was it Ja or is it Jay? I'm Jay. I I don't know how to say it, but uh, J A Moran, Anthony Rizzo. All right, <laughs> I think I understood what you said. So you're checking it with Ja J A Moran, Rizzo, and uh, Norm Green sucks. Your answer? Yeah, we uh, we came up with Ja Moran, Rizzo as well. Also checking it with Ja Moran, Rizzo, and that is the correct answer. Yeah, so it's pronounced Ja. It's not two initials. It's not like J.A. Happ or anything. It's, it's actually Ja. It should be. Like Ja Rule? Yes. Yep. They're much better. <laughs> All right. It's an abbreviation of his middle name, Jamel. Uh, uh, so that's why it goes by that. Hello, listeners. This is Josh, 
from the future. Breaking in to let you know that we had a glitch with my audio that caused us to not capture my feed from here until later into the third quarter of play. I have done my best to recreate my banter with Dan to make the best of a bad situation. Thanks for understanding, and now let's get back to the game. Moving on, question number two. What Titans cornerback who intercepted his former teammate Tom Brady's last pass as a Patriot and returned it for a touchdown is the current Ducks goaltender and has the most wins of any American-born goalie in NHL history? All right, Mason, we're going to check in. Ben Gite's mustache tonic has checked in, so Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. Okay, so here's the thing. Current sports, like this year, current sports is my 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 black hole. I'm not great at it. However, if this is the winningest goalie, winningest, winningest American goalie in NHL history, it's a name, you know? I'm trying to think who has been playing with the Ducks. I don't know if he's new with the Ducks or not, or if he's been there. Um, well, there's a couple names. Um, um, Van Beesbrook. But I don't think that, – that's not going to work, though, not with what we need here. Another name it could be. It, it could be um, Ryan Miller. The last name Ryan rings a bell. Um, I'm trying to think. The Vikings were possibly going to be signing a defensive back from Tennessee, or at least there was speculation that they should. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a free agent or not, or if they were going to uh, trade for him, but i um, trying to remember his name. Um, I think his last name is Ryan. Um, I think it is uh, Logan Ryan. Yep, that's it. Logan Ryan. Okay. I don't know who Logan Ryan is. Ryan Miller is a goalie that's been playing for a while, and I know he's American. So, I mean. Should we go with that then? I, I guess so. Serendipity there, if that's right. All right. We're going to check in with Logan Ryan Miller. Norm Green sucks checking in with Logan Ryan Miller and Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Your answer? So, uh, after they took an hour of my life away. <laughs> <laughs> We also checked in with Logan Ryan Miller. We also checked in with Logan Ryan Miller, and both teams will be getting points because that is the correct answer. I, I think Ryan Miller was the goalie for the uh, uh, U.S. team. Yep, he was. Got to overtime of the 2010 in Vancouver. Dislike Miller my entire life. The, the one time I'm rooting for Ryan Miller, he goes and he, oh well. Jack Parisi tied it in the final minute, then Sidney Crosby won it with a golden goal. That's right. He played for the Canucks, didn't he? Uh, he did. We all we all hate the Canucks, right? Yeah, I don't like the Canucks. <laughs> all right, with that, we'll move on to question number three. What Browns and Dolphins wide receiver, who was included in the NFL 100th anniversary all-time team and won consecutive Super Bowls in the 1970s, is the stadium slated to host its first-ever MLB game in August 2020 featuring the Cardinals and the White Sox. We'll check in. Ben Gite's mustache tonic is checked in, so Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. Okay, so the field is the field of Dreams Field. That's where they're playing. So who's the – is there a field? I have no idea, and after that last question, I'm spent. Um, I'm assuming this is the 70s Dolphins. 70, 73, 74 teams. I'm not sure I could name very many Dolphins from the 70s, uh, especially wide receivers, so... He's gonna... Yeah, I, I used to know a lot of people on that team, though. Um, 
oh, what is his name? It's going to be something field. It's going to be something field like Winfield or something like that. Like Chesterfield? Yeah. Um, hold on. It might be in there. Let me go to my mind palace. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are funny. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm taking off my headphones for a second. He's never taken the headphones. I mean, he's he's he really does have a mind palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I got the last name, but I don't know his first name. Last name is Warfield. I don't have his first name, though. Can you think of... What year was he born? <laughs> oh, here we go again. He would have been born early early 40s, probably. Oh. You know, the last time that we did this for a player born in the 40s, uh, we went with John. If it's John, I'm going to laugh <laughs> so hard. Could it be Tom Warfield or Dave Warfield? That's Dave Winfield you're thinking of. Um, okay, let me think. John. So John Warfield or Peter Warfield or Brian no, Warfield. No, 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 no. I started going through the Beatles. It's Paul. It's Paul Warfield. Paul, Paul Warfield of Dreams. We're going to check that in. Paul Warfield of Dreams. Norm Greensocks checks in with Paul Warf- Warfield of Dreams. And Bengi Tonic, your answer? Um, Adrian, this was uh, the first half. I would never would have got the first half without you, so go ahead and give the answer. Yeah, we're going to check in, too, with uh, Paul Warfield of Dreams. Paul Warfield, the uh, great Dolphin receiver, who played, uh, I believe, for the Browns before and after the Dolphins' career when he won the Super Bowls. But I may be wrong on that part, but I believe I'm correct. Anyway, Paul Warfield of Dreams. Also checking with that, and you're right on both fronts. Uh, so the correct answer is Paul Warfield of Dreams, and he did play for the Browns and the Dolphins. Then he played one year in the WFL with his teammate Larry Zonka, and then he went to the Browns for a couple of years. There you go. Josh, I'm spent now, so. Oh, no. <laughs> we might be in trouble. <laughs> we are in round, in the second quarter, and both of the guys are spent. All right, with that, question number four. What short track speed skater, the most decorated American Olympian at the Winter Olympics and a 2019 U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame inductee, won consecutive AL batting titles in 1999 and 2000 while a member of the Red Sox? That's that's exactly right, Josh. Yes, that's exactly right. We can check in. Oh, man. Norm Green sucks is happily checking this one in. So Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Go for it. It's Garcia Parra, right, is the batting champ. So it'd be Nomar. I mean, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. So Nomar, and then the only, uh, the, I mean. Eric Hyden is is the only speed skater I've ever heard of from the U.S. short track. Well, there's, um, what's his face? Uh, Apollo. Oh, you're right. Apollo. What? Apollo, Apollo Ono. There you go. So, so Apollo Ono, Mar Garcia Parra. See, I wonder if he got inducted in 19, like, and that could be him because why would they wait so long on Eric Hyden? Yeah. So, and it works, it works with Nomar. So, all right. I think you might be right. Let's, I'll defer to you on that first one. It's uh, Apollo O. Nomar Garcia Parra. Oh, that's great. <laughs> all right. Checking in with Apollo O. Nomar Garcia Parra. <laughs> and uh, Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and give us your answer. 
we're going to check in with the more accurate answer of Apollo Anton Onomar Garcia Parra. Yeah, both are acceptable. I, I didn't need the middle name, but both get <laughs> in points. Listen, let Josh have his moment. Actually, the middle name was All Dan. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he had the uh, he did the heavy lifting on that one. <laughs> well, well done on that one. Um, so Apollo Ono. Yeah, he won eight medals in the Olympics um, and 21 in the World Championships. He's also won Dancing with the Stars and uh, oh. followed up Guy Fieri on Minute to Win It. So bigger accomplishments than the medals. <laughs> That's a renaissance man right there. First line of his resume. Yeah, replaced <laughs> Guy Fieri. Guy <laughs> Fieri. <laughs> Final question of pre and post game. What Buccaneer linebacker who has only missed seven games in his eight-year NFL career and is the franchise leader in fumble recoveries, won the 2020 NHL All-Star MVP as a member of the Bruins, and is nicknamed after a particular Italian staple. Uh-oh. I think, Adrian, I think I got it. Yep, you're right. It's got to be. So That's correct. That's correct. Yep. All right, we're going to check in. We'll check in. Ben Giche's mustache tonic is checked in, so Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. Oh, man. This might be where the dream ends, Josh. My teammate Scott is a huge Bruins fan, and I hear him talk about them quite a bit. Okay, okay, I got the uh, I got the hockey player. The hockey player's um, uh, David Pasternak. It's Pasta, Pasternak, yeah. So now we're looking for a linebacker for Tampa Bay with the last name David. Um, I think I think we maybe had this on a previous episode. That's right. It was on the episode that I was on that I we didn't get the name right, I don't think. Is it Levante David? Yes, it absolutely is Levante David. It was Jonathan's episode. That's right. And Jonathan did come up with Levante David in that game. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be Levante David Pasternak then. That's all. Everything goes out to Scott on this one, to Scott Barber on this one. He's getting high. He's getting half the points we get. And Jonathan Oaks gets the other half. So, yeah, we'll check in uh, Levante, David, Pasternak. Norm Green sucks. Checks in with Levante, David, Pasternak, and Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Your answer? So, we also checked in with Levante, David, Pasternak. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams are getting points once again. That is the correct answer. So, heading into halftime, the margin remains the same. So, Norm Green Sucks has 270 points, and Ben Gite's mustache tonic has 280 points. Time for the halftime show, which will have five entertainment questions pertaining to points, each one being worth 20 points. Question number one. In 1979, the Ramones starred in Rock and Roll High School, which was set at a high school named after what NFL coach? This coach also starred in Second Effort, a sales training film considered to be the best-selling training film of all time. I know the song Rock and Roll High School. I've got to guess. Yeah, I think, I, I think we got it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with you. We're going to check in. We're going to check in here at Bean Geek's mustache. All right, Ben Gite, his mustache tonic, it's checked in. Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. All right, so here's my reasoning on this, Josh. This movie came out in like the late 70s, 78, 79, something like that. In order 
for the school to be named after somebody, that person would have had to have been a legend at that point. Probably not a current coach. Everything's pointing me to Vince Lombardi on this one. He's the first name that came to mind for me too. Um, so I'm cool with that. I mean, it's it's a it's a reasonable answer. So let's let's do it. We're gonna check in with Vince Lombardi. Norm Green Sucks checks in with Vince Lombardi and Bengite's mustache tonic. Go ahead and give us your answer. Go ahead, Adrian. This is all you. We're we're also gonna check in with Vince Lombardi. That makes me feel better. And so the high school where Rock and Roll High School takes place is Vince Lombardi High School. So both teams are getting points. Um, supposedly it was inspired by, um, partially inspired by an event that happened in a Wisconsin high school. So that kind of gives homage to it. And uh, second effort is basically his personal philosophy where he uses football as a metaphor and talks about it in regards to sales training. Yeah. And uh, Vince Lombardi, the second Highest win percentage in Packers history. Just putting that out there. (laughs) Question number two. What 1975 Elton John song was written for tennis star Billie Jean King and shined a light on the professional tennis team King played for the year before? We'll check in. Bengite's mustache tonic is checked in, so Norm Green sucks. You are free to discuss. Okay, so Elton John songs. I have a guess. (laughs) I, I think it's I think it's Philadelphia Freedom. I think that's uh Sounds good to me. Oh oh he said shine a light. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. Philadelphia Freedom. Shine a light. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. That's definitely it. Yeah, it's it we'll check in with Philadelphia Freedom. All right, Norm Green Sox checking in with Philadelphia Freedom and Ben Gite, your answer. It was all you, Adrian. I didn't even have a chance to think about it before you Oh we we got that one. I I uh, I, I was actually uh, a world team tennis uh, fan back in the 70s. So I not only knew this song, listened to it, but I watched tennis matches involving this team. And yes, Philadelphia Freedom is the correct answer. My favorite team was the Boston Lobsters, who, bonus trivia time, starred uh, Martina Navratilova on that team. And they actually won the title. One year, and I was very proud about it being from Boston. So, yeah, but Philadelphia Freedom, we check in with that. And both teams are correct. It is Philadelphia Freedom. Uh, you actually took most of my flavor text there. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is that the the Freedom relocated to Boston um, after oh, one season. Wow, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the Freedom were there for one year. I don't know how long the Lobsters were there, but I found the Boston Lobsters to be a great team name just in general. All right, so question number three. The 1995 film Sudden Death centers around a fictional 1995 Stanley Cup Finals matchup between the Penguins and the Blackhawks, where the vice president is held hostage by a group of terrorists in a luxury luxury suite. What actor portrays Darren Francis Thomas McCord, a firefighter turned fire inspector and security guard who disguises himself as a Pittsburgh goalie and defends a shot on goal before rescuing the hostages and blowing up a chopper containing the terrorists? Well, I, we can we can check it in. My buddy's a huge Penguins fan, so when this movie came out, we went to the theaters and saw it. So I think I think I vaguely remember being around Pittsburgh at that time, where I might have been. I don't know. I vaguely remember maybe being sort of around at the time they may have been shooting some scenes or something. Yeah, or almost did or something like they, that. They opened they opened the igloo and all that stuff for the movie. Ah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so uh, we're, we're going to check in with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ben Gita is checking in with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Norm Green sucks, your answer? Oh, it's JCVD, all right. That's for <laughs> sure. The question is, is does he does he do the splits while he's in goal? Because he it's not a J, it's not a Jean-Claude movie if he doesn't do the splits. I think I've only seen this movie once, so I can't remember. I would assume that he did. I never saw it. Well, I haven't either, but I can assure you that both teams are getting points because uh, that is the correct answer. And um, Luke Robitaille scores a late-game goal to force it to sudden death overtime, hence mm. the name. Yep. Well, that's why they called it that. Okay. Yeah, it was mind-blowing why they named it that. But Look, a helicopter crashed on the ice and the game didn't end, too, so that's what I took away from the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you play on anyway. Well, the last Boy Scout, the dude's running down the field with a gun in his hand shooting people. So, I mean, if that doesn't end the game. <laughs> Question number four. Your task is to finish this line from A Tribe Called Quest's 1993 song, The Chase Part 2, with the NFL quarterback with the most career losses. And here are the lines. Sit back and learn. Come now. Watch the birdie. Your styles are incomplete. Same as blank. All right, we're, we're checked in. All right, Norm Green sucks. Checked in, so Ben Gite, talk it up. So it rhymes with birdie. So all-time NFL quarterback loss leader that rhymes with birdie. Is that what we're basically coming to? That's, I mean, that's what I would assume it would be. Steve DeBerg, does that rhyme with birdie? I don't, not really. It sort of sounds like it, though. All-time loss leader. I mean, uh, uh, ooh, Joe Ferguson? No. Um, it would have to be... It would have to be somebody that's somebody like the, from the Jets, but they would have to have been good at the same time. Because I mean, if you're just losing all the time, then you're not gonna. Right, I know. Oh boy, Birdie, Birdie, Birdie. Uh, John Brody? No, Birdie. What rhymes with Birdie? Maybe it is John. John Bur- I mean, John Brody played a long time. I don't think he. I don't think he lost a ton, but he did play a long time. What about, Gre- what about Greasy? Yeah, I don't think he lost that much though. Who's a good QB? Oh, no. Testaverde. There it is. Testaverde. You got it. That's it. We check in. (laughs) Vinny Testaverde. Good one. Got it. All right. So uh, Ben Gita is checking in with Vinny Testaverde. And Green sucks. Your answer? Yeah, it's Vinny Testaverde. And uh, both teams are getting points because that's the correct answer. Uh, He's lost 123 games in his NFL career. He played in about 45,000 of them, though, so... Yeah, I think he only had 90 wins, I think. So it was 91, 23, and 1, I think, was his record. Like but how many interceptions? Ooh. Not as many as Favre. A lot. Uh, he had 267 for his career. Oh, jeez. Good for him. 275 touchdowns, so barely, barely over. Question 5. What singer went up against a 15-time All-Star whose shadow was 12 foot 3 and threw him off his game by stealing the ball after telling him his shoelace was untied before ultimately realizing his victory was just a dream. I think I speak for all of us when I say, what? I kind of figured this would be the hardest one. Mason, we're going to check in. Ben Gite's mustache tonic has checked in, so Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and talk it out. I was a big hip-hop fan back in, back in college. So the Tribe Called Quest one, I, I, was, I was good with that one. This is, this is going to be hip-hop. I, I mean, it has to be. Or R&B. Okay, so this is a basketball game, right? You know, who would have been, you know, like basketball savvy? R. Kelly, maybe. Yeah, R. Kelly. Yeah, he's, R. Kelly, R. Kelly's written some, uh, some weird, some weird stuff before, that's for sure. R. Kelly did stuff for, uh, for Space Jam. So we got basketball there. Usher. I don't hate Usher as a guess. 
Well, let's do Usher then. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll check in with Usher. Norm Green Sox is checking in with Usher and Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Your answer. Um, I don't know why it came to me, but it came to me. Um, it's the uh, younger brother of a Backstreet Boy, Aaron Carter. In a very bad song, which I'll let Mason tell you. So Ben Gite's mustache tonic is checked in with Aaron Carter. And that is the correct answer. Um, so the song that was referenced in there is That's How I Beat Shaq. It is not a good song no. <laughs> by any stretch. The music video basically describes the song. Um, and apparently they had a rematch on uh, Upload with Shaquille O'Neal, which was a show he hosted back like a few years ago and kind of parodies it a little bit. But well, that all makes sense now. I give you so much credit for even remembering that this was a thing because I've blacked it out of my memory. It was just like the lyrics was just like boom slam. It's just, it's a bad song. It's bad. <laughs> so heading into the second half, we have a score of Norm Green sucks with 350 and Ben Gite's mustache tonic extending their lead a tiny bit with 380. We now like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchWarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. And if you would be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. On to the second half with the third quarter, and today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via Zoom chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with a correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. So, Question one of the missing link. What legendary boxer, nicknamed the Manassa Mauler, finished with a record of 68 wins, 6 losses, and 11 draws, and pioneered the boxing technique role, which now bears his name? Check in. Bengi Taste Mustache Tonic is checked in, so Norm Green sucks. Talk it up. Manassa Mauler's in there somewhere. I've heard this on trivia shows before. Um, it's uh, Jack Dempsey. Pretty sure that's right. We'll go with Jack Dempsey. Right, checking in with Jack Dempsey and Bengi your answer. Yep, we're going to check in with Jack Dempsey as well. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Jack Dempsey. Um, so he was part of the first million-dollar gate for a boxing match, which was against uh, Georges Carpentier in 1921. I think, I think I covered that match. Matt probably watched it live. So anyway, Question number two. What two-time All-Star pitched the first-ever no-hitter at Progressive Field while playing for the Angels in 2011? He played his first eight years in L.A. before going to the Royals, Braves, Twins, and most recently, the White Sox. Yeah, that's it, Adrian. We'll check in. Hey, we'll check in. Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Checked in. Norm Green sucks. Go ahead and discuss. Josh, I think it's, I think it's Urban Santana. Sounds good to me. Go with that. All right. We'll check in with Urban Santana. So Norm Green sucks checking in with Urban Santana and Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Your answer? Yeah, we uh, also checked in with uh, Irvin Santana. Once again, both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Irvin Santana. Um, so at the time, it was the first Angels no-hitter since 1990, um, but he ended up with a losing record that season. So the theme link answers thus far are Jack Dempsey and Irvin Santana. So now go to question number three. 
What Ottawa Senator was drafted second overall in the 2005 NHL draft by the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim and made headlines in February by scoring a hat trick in his first home game after leaving rehab? We'll check in. Bengito's mustache tonic. Checked in. Norm Green sucks. Talk it out. Uh, Josh, this was the Sidney Crosby draft, but he went first. Without a, without a hook like um, pre and post game, I'm not sure I'm going to come up with this. Well, I certainly don't know who the second overall draft pick was that year. Uh, and the rehab uh, clue doesn't help me at all. No, it it doesn't to me either. The problem is is that ninety five through what two thousand two thousand two or so, I'm not following hockey at all. Same here. Because why? Because Norm Green sucks. That's why. <laughs> I'm not certain I'm going to come up with this. Let's go with the let's let's just check in with Winehouse then because he came out of rehab. Sounds good to me. All right, we're going to check in with Winehouse. So Norm Green sucks. Checks in with Winehouse and Ben Gite. Your answer? Yeah, we're going to check in with Bobby Ryan. Ben Gite's mustache tonic checking in with Bobby Ryan. One team is getting points. Correct answer is Bobby Ryan, who could have been part of a pre and post game earlier on. So the theme linked answers thus far are Jack Dempsey, Irvin Santana, and Bobby Ryan. Question number four. What former LSU guard played most of his nine-year NBA career with the Nuggets and is arguably most remembered for kneeling during the national anthem during the 1996 season? Yeah, we'll check in. Bengi Chase checked in. So Norm Green, go for it. I've got a guess. It would make sense that he kneel that he knelt for the uh, national anthem because he was very politically active. That would be uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Rauf. Rauf is on fire. <laughs> That was the exact name I had that we're going to type up to you. So, yeah, he was super political. So, agreed, we'll check in with that. Norm Green sucks is checking in with Mahmoud Abdul Rauf and Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Your answer? We're going to check in with Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. And both teams are getting points because that is the correct answer. What was his non Islamic name before he changed it? It's Chris Jackson. Yeah, there you go. That's who he was at LSU. So that's correct. Um, also, something notable I found: he was part of the '93 slam dunk contest, even though he never dunked in a game, because um, the GM sent a video to league officials of him dunking, and they decided to let him in. The theme linked answers thus far are Jack Dempsey, Irvin Santana, Bobby Ryan, and Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Right, we will go on to the final question. Question number five. What all-pro wide receiver was both college and NFL teammates with TJ Hushmanzada playing at Oregon State for a year and eight years together with the Bengals? Adrian, we can check in. Bengi Chase checked in. So Norm Green, talk it up. All right, so who played with, uh, with Hushmanzada back then? Was that uh, Ocho Cinco? Was that Ocho Cinco? Chad Johnson? Did he go to OSU? I don't know where he went. I mean, I mean who else was on that Bengals team? It's got to be him, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. So I think it's, you know, I don't know which one you want to check in with, Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco. I think it's, I think it's the same either way. All right, yeah, so we're going to check in with Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco. Okay, so Norm Green sucks checking in with Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Chad Ocho Cinco. And uh, Ben Gite, your answer? Uh, we also checked in with Chad Ocho Cinco. And both teams are getting points because that is the correct answer. Um, so either one of them was fine. A couple of years ago, he actually played uh, a game for the Monterey Fundidores of the Liga de Football Americano Profesional. Um, he played one game, scored a touchdown, and then didn't play again. 
Okay, so uh, we had both teams submit a guess uh, on the fifth question. So we'll start with the first one that submitted, which was uh, Ben Gite's mustache tonic. So go ahead and give us your answer, the theme. We, I, I don't. I couldn't think of a, a better way to put it. So they all went by a different name other than the name um, they were born with or their parents gave them. Okay. And uh, Norm Green sucks. What is the answer that you submitted? We submitted that they, they changed their names. So the theme that I had, which was they all legally changed their names, but that both answers are acceptable for that. So briefly going through, Jack Dempsey was William Dempsey and changed it as an homage to another boxer. Jack Johnson. Hmm. Didn't know that. Irvin Santana was born Johan Santana and changed it because of the pitcher. That way you didn't have to keep those straight. Um, Bobby Ryan was Robert Stevenson. Um, and then Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was Chris Jackson when he converted to Sunni Islam. Then he changed his name. And then Chad Johnson, of course, changed it because of his jersey number, although it should have been Ochenta Isinko instead of Ocho Cinco. After the third quarter, we have scores of Norm Green Sucks with 480 points. And Ben Gite's mustache tonic with 530 points. So we are now to the fourth quarter. Now let's put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each so as to not exceed their current point total. With that, here are your categories for today. Question one, one hit wonders. Two, bowling. Three, question three, four, as in the number four. Question four, soup. And question five, if you see a theme here, 1985. Nice. Good work, Mason. Bowling for soup. <laughs> it's a little harsh to bowling for soup, by the way. Calling him a one-hit wonder. The bowling for soup had more than one song? Yes. It's 1985, and uh, what was it? The, um, was it the girl all the bad guys want? Is that bowling for soup as well? Is that somebody else? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're the same exact song. <sighs> I thought that was appropriate because, I mean, like, it fits... It, it was a pretty clean fit for that. So that's why I was like... If, if you say that and soup isn't about what I think it is, then I'm going to be highly disappointed. Okay, you'll find out. It's going to be about clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> now that the wages are in, we will begin with questions. Question number one in the category of one-hit wonders. In 2006, what right winger scored 14 playoff goals to lead the Oilers to the Stanley Cup Finals? He scored the first shorthanded overtime goal in finals history in Game 5 of that series, and he never scored a single playoff goal after that. Oh, no. Sorry, I get embarrassed. We're going to check in. Norm Green sucks has checked in. I mean, Sandy, Sandy's a good guess, though. I know. God, I covered that series. I went to every game of that series. It, I, it can't be Hemsky. I mean, I know he went to Dallas as a free agent. He's had to have went. He had to have went again. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. He was too good not to go back at least somewhere. Somebody pick him up at the deadline. Pisani, yeah, he, I mean, he's there's no way he had another goal. He did have a, a big playoff, Pisani. So, uh, Fernando, something like that. Yeah, Fernando Pisani. I think that's that makes more sense than than Hemsky. Imagine him scoring 14 goals, though. But yeah, let's uh, let's try it. I'm not even sure Hemsky was a right winger. I think he might have been a left winger, which everybody always forgets who plays on what side, really. But let's go with Pisani here. If I'm wrong and you're right on this, then uh, then I bow down uh, hosannas to you, Eric. But uh, let's go with Pisani, man. All right. So we're going to check in with Fernando Pisani. Bengi Chase checking in for, with Fernando Pisani for how many points? 100. 100. All right. And Norm Green sucks. You're answering points. 
We went with the Edmonton Oilers all-time great Cheeks Richard. <laughs> How many points did you wager? Well, if we would have known this was a 2006 NHL hockey playoffs question, we would not have bet 99. <laughs> well, uh, one team is getting points. The correct answer is uh, Fernando Pisani. Nice, oh. nice job. Not a not a good sign when I've never even heard of the guy that was the answer to the question. Not even a good sign that I covered that series and even I forgot his name. Did you say his name is Panini? Pisani. <laughs> Pisani. Now I want soup and a sandwich. Yes. They go well together, I've heard. The, the soup is coming, I promise. Yeah. It's on the way. 14 goals. I didn't realize he had that many. Good one. Yeah, he went off after that, and he actually played in three playoff games later on but didn't register anything for the Blackhawks. Shocking. Question number two, category of bowling. The 7-10 split is probably the most infamous split in bowling, but what architecturally named split is statistically converted even less than the 7-10? This split features the 4-pin, 6-pin, 7-pin, 8 or 9-pin, depending on the bowler's handedness, and 10 pins left. I'm in a bowling league, so I'm trying to think of, you know, what people yell all the time. I covered some bowling back in the day, but... I got it, Adrian. Okay. Uh, we're going to check in. Ben Gites checked in. Norm Green, target out. I have a guess, Josh, because I've heard this before, and it would have something to do with architecture, so okay. it makes sense. What's that? I think it's called a Greek church split. Okay. I've I've heard of that. I've heard of that before. Ben, go with it, because yeah. <laughs> I might need to ease off on my ribbing of Matt about his questions. Oof, the Mason might be starting to take the cake on insane questions. All right, go with that, Dan. I've never heard of that. I I, I mean I've heard I've heard of a Greek church split before, and it, it it's architectural, so let's do it. Go with it. We'll check that in. All right, so Norm Green sucks. Checks in with the Greek church for how many points? 99. I sense a theme here. Uh, so checked in with, for 99 points with Greek church. And Ben Gite, your answer and wager? I've heard this yelled before, and I don't know. I didn't know what they were talking about. They yell a lot of stuff in my bowling league, and I, a lot of it goes right over my head because I'm not a bowler. But I've heard someone yell at Greek church before. That's the only thing I could think of with architecture. So uh, we checked in with Greek church. For how many points? 100. And both teams are getting points. The correct answer is the Greek church. Um, it's converted about half the time that uh, 710 is. It's 3%. And the reason it's called the Greek church, it looks like spires of a Greek cathedral. And so they called it the Greek church. It does? Apparently. Looks like bowling pins, actually. I jotted out where these were to look to see. Uh, just like some pins. <laughs> hey, I didn't name it. I just wrote the question about it. Hey, you got it right. Oh, Dan got it right. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Dan has heard of a Greek church split before. <laughs> and that's all you needed for the question. Let me let me point out the fact that I've heard it, but I didn't know they were talking about bowling. I assumed somebody was going to church the next day. I was hoping it was a Pete Weber question, and it wasn't, so I was highly... I could have probably got a Pete Weber question. <laughs> Interviewed him once. Really? Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> Good, dude. Square recordable. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Question number three in the category of four. What quarterback taken second overall in the 1971 NFL draft 
were number four for just over a season while playing for the Minnesota Vikings in 1983 and 1984. He is most closely associated with another franchise, and he has the worst win percentage of any quarterback with 100-plus starts. We can check that in, Josh. Okay. I, I'm, I'm positive of that. Oh, I, I don't doubt that one bit. Norm Green sucks, Jackson. Drafted second, played for the 83 and 84 Vikings, so he had to play a long time, obviously. Could it be Bobby Douglas? No, I'm thinking... So Mason, his favorite team is the Saints. So I'm thinking... Archie Manning? I'm thinking Archie Manning. Archie Manning, that's it. He did play for the Vikings and the Saints. I remember he finished up his career with the Vikings. It's uh, it's Archie Manning. That's it. We're checked. For 100 points. Bengi Tays checked in with Archie Manning for 100 points. And Norm Green, your answer and wager? We can't catch a break here, Josh. <laughs> no, the fact that they clued in on Mason writing a question about the Saints quarterback. Brilliant, Eric. It's Archie Manning. For how many points? 99. You could have said 83-84 Vikings quarterback war number four. You didn't have to say anything else. I had it from that. <laughs> well, both teams are correct. It is Archie Manning. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, number one overall was Jim Plunkett. And then third overall to the Oilers was Dan Pastorini. So three quarterbacks taking the first three picks. Hey, wasn't that the guy who played for the Oilers as a right winger? Yep. <laughs> Speaking of the Oilers, that's where Manning played for uh, a season, a little over a season. That's right. Question number four. In the category of... Soup, the question we've all been waiting for. Here it is. What NBA player was suspended for one game for throwing a bowl of chicken tortilla soup at assistant coach Damon Jones in 2018? Uh, you're killing me, Mason. I thought this was going to be all about Camb- Campbell's Chunky Soup. My answer was going to be Victor Cruz and Saquon Barkley, but not, that, that did not work out. I thought it was going to be, who was the Red Sox closer in 1977? Answer, Bill Soup Campbell. See? So many options, Mason. Okay. You, you hate it. Everyone hated the 70s questions. Here's one from 2018. <laughs> I hate that too. Where's the like 90s questions? I wasn't alive then. so Josh has a very specific wheelhouse here. I, I don't even get those right. Somebody threw Sue. Who's I've got nothing here. I stopped watching the NBA when Larry Bird retired. So we'll, we'll check it in. Norm Green's checked in. Bengi's in. So, like I said, I think it's got to be somebody with a temper. Um, the only person I can think of that's causes issues josh bombach outside of the trivia world uh, <laughs> i say jr smith is the only one that comes to mind because i know he had that issue in the finals i don't remember hearing about him throwing soup i don't remember any soup story either uh, he's the only name i'm going to come up with sounds good to me I, I wish i followed the nba more again but i i stopped all right we're, we're going to check in with jr smith bingy chase checked in with jr smith for how many points 100 for 100 points and norm green your answer and wager we also said J.R. Smith, which really, really, really gets on me because we're either both right or we're both wrong, and I don't want either one of them to be. <sighs> so, we again, we can't catch a break, Josh. Even, even if we're right or wrong, we can't catch a break here. The correct answer is Earl Joseph Smith III, also known as J.R. Smith. Wow. wow. N- neither side has really talked about the incident or what happened. Um, but apparently on ESPN, Paul Pierce defended J.R. Smith. I didn't watch the video, but apparently somehow he defended him throwing a hot bowl of soup at him, an assistant coach. Why did he have soup? I guess he was eating a meal. I don't, I don't know. But it- <laughs> I hope he was eating a meal. I hope that wasn't premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I'm going to need for you to get me a hot bowl of soup. I got something I got to do. With that, 
we move on to the last question of the fourth quarter in the category of 1985. So at least you haven't narrowed down to a year. Here's your question. The 1985 World Series, nicknamed the I-70 Showdown Series due to the two teams being connected by I-70, featured the Royals and Cardinals. What Cy Young winner pitched a five-hit shutout en route to the team's first World Series victory, as well as a World Series MVP? We're going to check in. Norm Reed's checked in. I mean, Saberhagen's the only name I can pull from that team. Yeah, I think it's Saberhagen. It's my it's my weak area. I mean, like old 80s baseball is not going to be good for me. I think Brett Saberhagen's got to be it, though. He was a phenomenal pitcher for them. Makes sense. All right, you want to go with that? Yeah, we're going to check in with Brett Saberhagen. All right, Ben Gite checking in with Brett Saberhagen for how many points? C-note, 100. For 100 points. And uh, Norm Green, your wager and answer. Yeah, it was Brett Saberhagen. For 80 points. Once again, both teams are correct. It is Brett Saberhagen. Um, so he won the Cy Young in 85. He also won in 89. He had this weird kind of pattern where every odd numbered year he would have a good season and then would be terrible and then bounce back, back and forth. And the game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. Norm Green Sucks finishes with 758 points. And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Luke McCown Award with 1,030 points, Ben Gite's mustache tonic. Awesome. Awesome job, Adrian. Way to go, man. I mean, we ran into a we ran into a buzzsaw today, right? I mean, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, uh, sorry I don't know more hockey to help out with those ones. I'm sorry I don't know more hockey. <laughs> sorry, I don't know more hockey. <laughs> and you pulled your you pulled your weight. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I like I said, man, I I'm old enough, you know, I'm the old guy here. Uh, in the 70s, when I was a 10-year-old, the station in Hanover, New Hampshire, that had a weekly trivia contest, you you answered an easy question, you stumped the host with your second question, and you answered a tough question on the third. And uh, if you won, you got either two movie tickets or a case of soda. And uh, I must have won it about a dozen times. Oh, as that's a awesome. Punk 10-year-old. <laughs> and uh, it was on the radio and everything, so... I wish I had some tapes of those, but uh, I got to bone up on my uh, more trivia, though. That was tough. Adrian, thank you so much for coming on with us. This was this was a blast. Hey, awesome, man. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks so much. I filled uh, part of my two weeks of quarantine time here in Edmonton, and it was, uh, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> I've got a lot more time to kill. <laughs> so uh, if anything you want to say on the way out, plug anything you got to plug to our few listeners that we have. So. I got my uh, I got my own website now covering the abs, coloradohockeynow.com. If you want to go to it and check it out, it's there. Uh, I will be in Edmonton covering the playoffs. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. It was awesome. You got to have me on again. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Always welcome back. On behalf of everybody, thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.